Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have a hilarious conversation for you with illusionist David and Tisha Laughlin, who I have actually seen perform twice in person, and what they do is just incredible. Y'all, not only do they travel the country together as a family, but they also perform together in the shows. I have so many favorite stories from this conversation, like what happens when a trick doesn't go right, And what happens when a family travels the country together in a bus? Yeah, what could go wrong, right? I don't know. (laughs) I just wish they lived close to us, Steph, because we would have them over to every party. I can't tell you how many people I would love to see them try to saw in half. (laughs) This was such a fun conversation, you guys. Can't wait for you to hear this episode with David and Tisha Laughlin. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, this next conversation is going to be fantastic. Well, and what's really cool is we've met them. We have met them. Which makes it even more fun to be able to talk to them again. That's rare because most of the guests that we talk to, we have never met. Well, I remember when we met them, I'm like, babe, we got in the car, I'm like, babe, we totally have to ask them to be our <laughs> podcast. Well, friends, our next guest are Christian illusionists. They travel all over the world helping churches reach people who normally would never step foot in a church. They have performed at major conferences and events, including the NCAA Final Four. Oh, I want to talk about that. Ladies and gentlemen, ah! please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, David and Tisha Laughlin. Welcome, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. This uh, yeah, is so cool. Thank you. We are so excited to have a conversation. So to let listeners know, we met them at Pastor Keith Deal's church mm-hmm. in Tyrone, Pennsylvania, where they have an annual carnival there in Tyrone. Which was so much fun. And David and Tisha were performing. And so we got to meet them and we started talking to this couple. And forgive me, David, because I think I probably was just blasting you with questions <laughs> because I was just fascinated by what you guys do. So thank you for doing this. Well, you guys too. And I have to say, like, from the start, like, Steph, when I first met Steph after church, I was like, wow. This person literally meets you like she's legitimately excited to meet you and not just a routine, hi, nice to meet you. And then when we had lunch, same thing. I was like, Kevin just asked like the best questions where I would have just let that part of the conversation end. So it's exciting to talk to people that are like you guys that are great question askers and excited about life. So this is a great conversation. Thank you. Thanks, David. Steph typically scares people with her hugs. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I have to say, I've listened to some of your guys' podcasts. And one day, I was having a down day. I was just feeling down. And I found myself cracking up, laughing so hard. I was crying in the car by myself. <laughs> so I just, I love what you guys are doing. Oh, Tisha, thank you. that's amazing. Oh, Tisha, how often are you performing with the family? Because the first time that I saw David, you weren't there at that performance. And then the second time you were. So how often are you able to travel with David for these events? Well, that's a great question. You know, we first started out just us together. 
by the time we had our second child was when David started doing shows solo because it was getting really hard traveling with babies. And so then we just tried to like figure out a balance. Okay, maybe we just go once a month and then David does the other shows. And then we do a summer tour together. But I think through COVID, it was just like, I just miss David. Like he's gone almost every weekend and we're going with him once a month and then a summer tour. And so we just decided we need to be together. And so we, in June, we got a bus. And we've been living on the road, doing all the shows together as a family. So that's awesome. Is it though? Is it though? <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring it back, girl. Come on. A bus, four kids, a husband and wife since June. Is it awesome? And, and a dog. Or... Don't forget our chocolate lab. She joins us too. Oh, y'all are more brave than I am. Tisha, when I saw your entire family at the carnival. Yes. I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I know how hard it is for us to do this mm-hmm. with three little kids and have them locked in their bedrooms or childcare. Oh, I'm like, yes. you guys make us look like amateur hour compared to <laughs> what you do with your family, performing on stage, traveling across the country, like immediate respect. I was like, oh my gosh, that mom up there on stage, I'm like, hats off to her of what they had to do just to get here. And all of the packing and planning, and they're not just packing for the family. They're packing the props. Oh, exactly. the trailer, and just insane what they have to go through to get to each event. So, is it awesome? (laughs) (laughs) But is it awesome? I bet it's awesome to be together, but I bet it's also so hard. Oh, yeah, but... I mean, I think we're together with a purpose, right? We're like reaching people for Christ. And it gives like everyone in our family such a purpose and a reason for what we're doing. And the sacrifice we're making is that, you know, we're telling people about Jesus. That makes it all worth it. And it gives us such a peace to do that together as a family. That was a great answer, stuff. I know. I just totally got put in my place, didn't I? That was really good. Like, isn't this so hard? Is it really awesome? And then Tisha's like, but we're doing it for Jesus. You're like, oh, that's right. Dang it, Tisha. So, So with you guys being entertainers together, what's the craziest place you've performed? Whether it's a funeral home or whatever. Well, I was thinking it was so amazing performing at the NCAA. And mm-hmm. producing on stage. Sage Steel. Too many STs. Sage Steel from ESPN. It was the women's final four here in Denver. So it was really cool. Yeah. I think that was just such an incredible experience. We haven't been able to perform in like a theater like that, the Buell Theater in downtown Denver. Mm-hmm. And just the production that went into it. It was pretty amazing. That in terms of like maybe the coolest thing, because there was like a full producer, there was a breakdance team of like 20 people that just like did crazy things during our three minutes on stage. I mean, I just remember the very first time it was this Jennifer Hudson song that starts out birds flying high. In fact, I don't think it's her original song, but the producer were like three words into the first thing. And he's like, stop. Like when that happens, we need a bird to fly across the stage. And I'm thinking, is this guy serious? (laughs) So the next day we show up for rehearsal and sure enough, there's a hawk trainer. And that first three words, birds flying high, and I'm standing in the middle of the stage, and here comes this hawk flying across the stage. And I was like, this is like the real deal, where they're just like, what's the craziest thing we could do? So that was just an awesome experience. So when you have three minutes 
That's not a long time. No. How do you choose like, all right, Tisha, we're sawing you in half in three minutes. Let's do this, right? Like, how do you choose which illusion to perform in that short amount of time? Well, that's what made this fun and exciting is they came to us and said, okay, we want to open the show with a three minute song. Here's the song we're thinking. And in that three minutes, we would like the basketball that will be used for the games produced. We would like our speaker for the evening, Sage Steele, to be produced. And so they gave us this, here's what we want to accomplish. But what was cool about this is they're like, can you do this? And we're like, yes. Okay, so we could produce the ball doing this, or we could light a box on fire. And then when it opens up, my wife comes out holding the ball. So we could do that, but that would cost several more thousands of dollars to like do this. And they're like, yes, we like that. So that's partly what what made this so fun is they give us the objective and we're like, okay, here is like low budget option. Here is higher budget option. And so we've never really been in many situations like that, where it was like the bigger one, the cooler one. And so that was what part of made it fun. Steph, can you imagine? Here's my idea. I'm going to light this box on fire. My wife's going to jump out and everyone's like, yes, that's gold. Let's do it. Right. So, what- Are you ever like, Sage, you better show up. You better, you better come out. You better remember your cue and do what you're supposed to. Like, are you ever nervous? Like, oh, I hope they listen like they're supposed to. Always. I'm always nervous. But then again, like now we do stuff with our kids, right? And our kids are between the ages of five and 12. So I'm way less nervous about a professional knowing what they're supposed to do than the times I turn around and like my seven-year-old is supposed to be coming out on the stage and and he's decided it's kind of cool to find alternative ways to enter the stage. And so I'm the last program we did, we're on this big wide stage and I introduce mm-hmm. him and I turn and he's not there. And like, he's supposed to be coming from like stage left. And so now I'm like, well, where is he? <laughs> I mean, he could be out in the parking lot playing whatever. Right. And so eventually he comes from behind my back, the opposite side with this big smile on his face, like surprise, dad. So after we like dealt with our kids, we're way more nervous about them actually showing up. You know, they, they've got into fist fights in the middle of a show. Um, so when you, once you go with that, we're way less nervous about real professionals actually being there when they're supposed to, but yeah. Oh my gosh, Steph. <laughs> I'd be like, time out, family meeting right here right on now. stage. <laughs> or I'd be like, listen, son, if you go rogue here and you come from <laughs> underneath the stage, you are grounded for the next two weeks. No ice cream. Like <laughs> None. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that's happened during a performance that you weren't expecting? Mm. So I was once doing this basketball awards banquet and one of the coaches passed away during the season. So super sad, like freak accident kind of thing. And so the pastor, like, I didn't know this was going to happen at all, gets up on stage and says, Hey, we have some special entertainment for you guys today. But before he comes out, we're going to show this video as kind of like a commemorative thing toward this coach and just have a moment to kind of remember him. And then when the video ends, I don't think I'll be able to come back here afterwards. So we're just going to go right into the magic guy. So it was like a funeral, sad song, slideshow. Everybody's in tears. And right after I'm supposed to like jump up on stage. Like, hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most. It'd be funny. (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Awkward. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, maybe I should just go pray and dismiss them. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's 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 awkward. Because you probably have music and stuff too. Like oh yeah, you know, like just... we start with high energy, get everybody's attention, exciting. Like everybody clap along and cheer. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> it was like the most like I can't do that right now. And so I'm standing there watching this video, totally unprepared. I thought at least the pastor would go up and try to transition, but he just was like, I'm going to be crying, so you're just going to go. Oh, no. And so I don't even remember how I got through that because, you know, everything's preset and ready to go. But, you know, we got a few minutes into it and they came around. Kevin, do you like to help your friends out? It depends. If our friends are asking me to help them move, then no, I absolutely do not like to help my friends out. (laughs) But what if your friend had a weekly radio show and podcast and just wanted you to tell someone about it? Yes, I could totally do that. That is much easier than me trying to carry a piano down into a basement, which has happened to me in the past, and you know who you are. (laughs) Friends, we are not asking you to carry a piano for us, but if you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about Forget it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. For additional content and longer episodes, you can go to kevinandsteph.com or wherever you'd like to listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. So for all of our guests, we give a list of fun facts so people can have an idea of what you do and what you've done. So fun facts here. Since 2002, they've been working together in ministry as Christian illusionists. David has been part of over 2,000 events in 46 states, 11 countries on five continents. When you're doing these shows across other countries, are you doing the exact same show? Are you listening and you tailor it to that show or performance? We do really try to tailor it to whatever they need. So if it's a volunteer banquet or an outreach event. And David does such a good job at like keeping track of what we did even 11 years ago. And so when we're going back to do repeat events, we're trying to do something different and unique. Can you imagine the pre-interview with David and Tisha? Can you make a bear disappear? Can you make this hawk disappear? Can, you know, can we do fire? Like all the questions, all the things you can do, right? And tailor to a church or event or final four. Like that would be, I would love to just have that conversation. Yeah, it is interesting because anymore, there's more and more restrictions about like Tisha does this thing where she just lights a a lighter. And some places we go, it's like, no, 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 no flame of any kind. And so we do have to be careful. Like, can we do this? Can we do that? But in terms of those events, I I was thinking we went to Rwanda and um, we had this like whole hour long program that we were going to do. And the very first thing we were going to do was we have a thing of kids bubbles, right? And we're just going to blow a bubble. And then you pop them, but eventually you reach out and grab one of these bubbles like it's a solid bubble. And that was going to be the first thing that started this 60-minute program. Well, these people were so fascinated with just us blowing bubbles that we never even made the real bubble appear. Like when they saw (laughs) bubbles, they were so excited. And so we spent the whole hour just going through the, I, I mean, I would call it an auditorium. It was like a dirt hut with 200 seats in it. I I just remember the smiles on these 70-year-old ladies. And so, yeah, sometimes there's a curveball and you're like, hey, the whole show is out the door. We are blowing bubbles with people for the next hour because (laughs) they're excited about this. So that's what we're doing, you know? Very cool. So David and Tisha have been featured performers, like we said, at the Women's NCAA Final Four. They've been on TV and been at numerous conferences, conventions throughout the world and have served churches of less than 100 people 
to churches over 40,000. Where was that at when you had that size of an audience? Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, Joel Osteen's church. Yeah. So we have you know, had the privilege of working with them several times, you know, a couple of times over the years. So we'll go down there and do different things within their kids ministry program. They're one of the places that has a Spanish service. So I got to stand on that big auditorium and deliver part of my program in Spanish, like a good two minutes. And of course, they were super gracious and applauded my effort. But that was the church that their regular attendance is, I think, almost 50,000. But we've got a chance to go to some of those places. And that doesn't mean there's that many in every group, right? I mean, every church you have a thousand, it might be four services of two to 300. Okay, you guys bought a bus, right? Have you ever driven a bus? Were you guys like, how are we going to do this? Tell us a story that involves your new bus that you guys purchased for this traveling. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll start. And then I'll let Tisha get into the make fun of David part of this. Um, I just don't want to tell that part because it's not as flattering. (laughs) Okay, well, I decided to get the bus but didn't get a chance to actually be coached on how to operate the bus. So what that meant is I literally watched two YouTube videos <laughs> and then, and they're like, we're going to give you 30 minutes to show you like how to dump these tanks. And then I was behind the wheel of a 45 foot bus driving home from Lubbock, <laughs> Texas after watching two YouTube videos. So yes. So that was the, training I had to how to drive a bus. Oh my goodness. Here's the brake lines. Here's the button to push just to start the vehicle. (laughs) Okay. How hard was it? Like when you started seeing the gas tank go to empty, were you like, oh, I'm not feeling good about this. How am I going to pull over? Yeah, pull over to get gas. (sighs) Were you nervous about that? Well, what's crazy is I stopped to fill up like in Amarillo, Texas, about 100 miles down the road at at a truck stop where it's pretty easy to do. And then I drove all the way 420 miles home to Denver and I still had three quarters of a tank. I'm like, this is awesome. Well, not realizing it was a 208 gallon tank. So then when you do go fill it up, it's like six or $700. And so thankfully you don't have to fill it up as often because you can't just pull into any old gas station and you fit. So we've had quite a few interesting, how do we get ourselves in this situation? Will we get ourselves out of this situation moments in the bus? Mm -hmm. Okay, I wanna know, has there ever been like a overhang that you had to go under? You know what I'm talking about? Like when there's like a road above, what's that called? Like a tunnel like or a something? Bridge, like oh. a low hanging bridge. A low hanging bridge. And I have had this conversation with David. I want him to share this. And then I want to share what would happen with us. Oh man. Well, I have to tell you, David did so much research on this bus. He would wake up at like two in the morning and he found this website at two in the morning, I wake up and he's on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I just don't know if we should get a bus. Look at this website and look at all these crashes. And Well, yeah, I woke up and I was thinking, well, can you even drive this places? Like, how do I know about the clearance? So there's this website, I think it's called 11 foot eight. I've yes. been on that website and YouTube channel multiple times. So addictive. <laughs> every time I am crying laughing. It is so funny. Yes. Wait, what's it called it, again? I think it's called 11 foot eight because it's a bridge that's 11 foot eight. And most bridges are what? Like 13? 13 yeah. Seconds? Like our clearance is 13 six. If it's 13 six, we can go under it. If it's any lower than that, we're not going under it. Mm-hmm. But this bridge is 11 foot eight. Now we have a GPS that tells us. And so I don't know if this bridge just doesn't exist on GPS, 
but so many people hit it that they just set up a video camera and film all day. And it's like, you go on YouTube and it's like crash number 493. And you just watch some like rental truck, get the whole top taken off because it rams into this bridge. I mean, so these are the things like I woke up in the middle of the night and then I Google and I find this. I'm like, this is going to be us. So thankfully that has not Mm -hmm. happened, but I have these walkie talkies. I'm like, Hey babe, go up to that bridge with the walkie talkie (laughs) (laughs) and traffic is backed up behind me as I inch forward, like, please make sure I'm not going to take off all the AC units when we go under this bridge. So we have done that a time or two. Mm -hmm. And cars behind you, are they just like honking their horns? Like, come on. They probably get it. They probably understand. I think they're entertained. Like, are they going to make it? This is kind of (laughs) awesome. Like, I might get to watch this tragedy happen in front of me. I mean. Everybody behind you just puts it in park. Like, okay, let's watch this. Let's see how this ends. Yes, yes. So I was telling David. If we were to do that, Steph would be under the bridge with the walkie-talkie, and you'd be saying, no, I think you got clearance. Go ahead. I think you got clearance. And then I'd go, and then the air conditioner would get knocked off, and then we would have the biggest <laughs> argument. Well, you thought wrong, right? And then the rest of our week would be I'm ruined. Like, oh, I wasn't close, was I? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be very That'd be some that. pressure. Yeah. Oh, oh my be. gosh. So, okay. So, back to the initial story. Tisha, you had your side of the story of when David first started driving this bus. Oh my goodness. Well, just to go back, he is a rock star. He's amazing. I was trained on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But you know, he's had a couple incidences. He's taken out an air conditioning with a tree branch. Okay. He's taken out a window with a tree branch. Yeah, continue. There's more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He has spilled poo all over himself by um, draining (laughs) one of our tanks. Yeah, that was oh, fun. No. <laughs> that that one was actually the best. So were you actually at like a, a station where you were emptying it and just accidentally or Yeah, we don't usually go to an RV park. We're usually parked at a church. And so we had a couple days off by the beach. And so we went to an RV park and we were draining our tanks and our tube got disconnected. So real quick, uh... one of the things is a typical RV drains the sewage on the left side, the driver's side. For whatever reason, our bus is made that it drains on the right side. So what that means is we have to connect the sewer hose and actually connect two of them together and run it back under the bus over to the RV dump. And we have two bathrooms on the bus. So what happened (laughs) was we drained one, and then I went to move it from the first toilet to the second toilet. And the tube, like, it actually went uphill at the end. So, of course, because of gravity, it was not empty. It was still full. (laughs) And so as I move it to the second toilet, dragging it under the bus, the the two hoses, because we have to use two hoses, the weight inside of them made it come undone. So now it's coming out of the first hose. And so the only way to fix this problem is I have to crawl under the bus to the places where the two hoses are disconnected and try to get them back together. Like there's... No way around this. And it's the middle of the day and we're surrounded by all these campers and all of a sudden it just stinks horribly. And I'm like, we can't just like pretend we don't see this and it's not us. Like everybody knows. So I'm under the bus and then in the process of trying to reach under there as I'm wiggling this one hose, it comes disconnected and then it's spilling all over my back. And and my my 10 year old son is like, 
This is why I will never own an RV. <laughs> Steph, I love how Tisha's giving giving the story, and then David gives his disclaimer, like, "Here's what actually happened, guys." And I, so I can't imagine coming back from underneath the bus, and you're around other RV people. Oh. Yes, and other RV people who have done this hundreds of times. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you come out like. Oh, is no. that is this is this how you're supposed to drain these tanks? Right, we did it right, right? This is how we all do it. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's so bad. I was afraid we were going to get kicked out. Yeah, because then oh. we tried our best to rinse off because it everything did not make it inside the sewer pipe, and so we're trying to rinse off the like concrete pad that we're parked on and. I mean, you just spraying oh. everything in the grass, and it did not smell good. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the person behind you, like, uh, I think I'm gonna go to this other <laughs> spot now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Okay, so back to fun facts. 80% of their work is typically in churches, and David is actually an ordained pastor, which leads me to believe how many opportunities you're missing out on with not doing weddings. Mm. I mean, if you're an ordained pastor and you're an illusionist and you combine those two together at a wedding, whether it's hiding the rings or making the fussy whiny ring bear just poof, disappear. Like there are so many things you could do as an ordained pastor. I'm like, we should have David do our wedding stuff. You're onto something. 17 years I like ago. this. Like talk about entertaining. Yeah, we could have a, um, you know, you select from this list. Do you just want me to officiate the wedding? Or yes. would you like the, the bride to appear? That would be this much extra. If you want yes. the flowers to disappear. Yeah, I mean, there you go. So you might be honest Honestly, in there. David, just listening to you say that, I'm like, people would jump on this. Like, hey, they would. Yes, if someone doesn't agree that they should be married, just psh, the bride They're gets gone. the poof. Right, yeah. there we go. Disappear. <laughs> Well, you know, definitely people spend money on weddings. So I might have to set up this website, Magical Weddings for You or something. I don't know. <laughs> so many opportunities. There you go. So David and Tisha are the creators of several illusion training DVDs and the authors of the popular book, Illusions. And they are entertainers with a passion for ministry with their four children, like we talked about. So mad respect to the both of you for doing this with your family. I was telling Steph this earlier. I'm like, Steph, can you imagine if David and Tisha were over at our house for a party I would be like finding a saw or finding all these props or go getting our neighbor's chainsaw. Like, Paul, you got to come in here. He's going to saw you in half here. You got to do this for the kids. Like, you guys would be the most popular people in the party. So with that, do you guys constantly have to have deck of cards with you or is someone always asking for, show me a card trick? How does that work with you guys? 
Well, I will answer this first. I think David is pretty humble and he never likes to draw attention to himself. So he would be the last one to offer to do a magic trick at a party, actually. Uh, We were just at friend's house last night and their five kids, they wanted to see so many tricks. And so finally, David started doing some tricks for them and they loved it. You know, they were just cracking up laughing, but it's actually really rare that he ever brings out magic tricks because he wants to talk about other people and ask them questions. And Well, and, you know, they, they were insistent. So I did some card tricks for him, taught them a card trick, but they were not satisfied, Kevin. Mm-hmm. They were just exactly what you said. Like, well, can't you cut me in half? Cut me in half. <laughs> cut me in half. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe that's it. Like, I, I know uh, th- this is never going to satisfy them, these card tricks. But I think it's different too, because, you know, we have some friends that are magicians and their whole life, they have loved magic and we appreciate the art that we do and we love learning and I get super excited for new things. And so I think for us, it's always been the method we used to do our ministry, not like I love doing magic tricks and maybe I can also make this a church thing. Nothing wrong with that for the people that go that direction. But I think because it wasn't like our primary passion I am much less likely to just have a deck of cards in my pocket, just hoping somebody's going to ask me to see the newest mm-hmm. trick I learned. Maybe that's it. Kevin, if it was him, he'd be coming into people's doors like with a sword on his shoulder, <laughs> like, wait, people, do I have a good one for you? Who wants to see like, a trick? Kevin would be all over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what was so cool? We saw David perform at Community Worship Center uh, a couple months ago. And it was so cool because he did this thing. So he involved the entire congregation, you guys. Yes. And I was just like, oh, how did he do that? It got everybody's attention. It got everyone's attention. And and then he started preaching, which was very good because it was a Sunday morning. But I'm like, no, let's keep going with the next one. Like, what else you got, David? It definitely got our attention. But it was the coolest act. I'm like, how did he do that? Well, have you guys ever done a performance where something went wrong? It's like, oh... Uh, that was actually a real chair. Uh, that was supposed to collapse. Like, have you ever had that situation where a trick just didn't work in front of an audience? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we used to MC these puppet festivals. Is this what you're thinking about, David? No, actually, I didn't think of this. Oh. This is also good. Yeah. Okay, well, David's obviously more experienced at magic than I am. And he is so much better at just on the cuff stuff. So we were emceeing, getting ready to announce the next performers. And I was doing this trick and it totally was bombing. I couldn't get it to work. And so I just handed it to David and <laughs> I'm like, um, here you do it. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work here. Here. Yeah, That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what like, it was. And David's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. I'm like, right. why are you giving this to me? It's not working. <laughs> He would do like, oh, here. And he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing, babe? I'm like, no. Tisha, I would have done the same thing. You came out of it good. No, I was thinking there's a trick we do where Tisha ends up having her hand put in this thing and this blade drops down and it does not cut her hand. Well, one day David didn't do it right and I did cut her wrist. (laughs) And so I dropped this blade and I can feel... I really cut her, and um, but the audience doesn't really know. And so I glance and see blood trickling down her wrist. And Tisha like kind of holds the bleeding hand by her side and just puts the other one up like, ta-da! 
and, walk, <laughs> and walks off stage. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to hear about that one later. So, <laughs> okay, gang, watch this. And then you pull out like a bloody stump. Like, oh, this is the worst magician ever. <laughs> Well, okay. Who wants to volunteer for this next right. trick? <laughs> right. We're obviously professionals. Come on up. Yeah. <laughs> but we were doing this 90 minute show. And so the end of the first half, we did this big Houdini escape. And it really is a physically challenging, difficult thing to do. And in the course of doing this, I slammed my head against the wall of this crate that I was locked inside because it was uh, it's dark inside there and I'm trying to like escape from these handcuffs and stuff like that. So I slammed my head against this wall. And so basically the end of the trick is Tisha was locked inside this trunk, handcuffed, tied in a bag. And then instantly we trade places and now I'm handcuffed inside this bag, inside this trunk. So Tisha unlocks the trunk, unties the bag. And I stand up out of the bag with this massive knot <laughs> on my head. Oh my gosh. And it, is, it was so bad. So huge. Like this big red golf ball just sticking out the front of my forehead. And it's only the first half. And so. <laughs> You're like, and I, <laughs> So then we take this awkward bow, like, wasn't that awesome? And go off stage. And I'm thinking, I got to go back out and do a second half of the show <laughs> and pretend there's not a golf ball on my forehead. <laughs> it was so bad. David looks like Rocky coming out for the second half of the show. I know. Yeah, and so I know like, for the audience, the whole thing is awkward. Like, this does not look smooth by any means anymore, man. Like, I don't know what you're doing up there. But, but we made it. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. And now we no longer do that trick. Our, we, oh, no. our two oldest boys, our 12 and 10 year old, we're like, now you guys get to do this trick. We're, we're clearly too old for this one. We're too old to do that anymore. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that is so funny. Hello, friends. We just wanted to take a moment here to say thank you to all of you loyal listeners. That's right. We just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 2% of all podcasts worldwide. And that's because of you sharing us with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on the Apple Podcast app and all the other platforms. So please keep it up. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Okay, so final story, David, I want you to share with Steph. Because I was thinking, looking at your house, do you guys just have props everywhere throughout your house and you're constantly experimenting with your kids or with each other? Or like, is your coffee table have handcuffs everywhere or whatever? And you told me a funny story of you guys trying to do some type of trick out in your front yard. Oh is that goodness. right? Yeah, well, there's two stories. One is when we first got married, we lived in this house that I think was like 700 square feet. And the, the trick that I just told you about this escape, well, we wanted to learn this trick and practice it and we had nowhere to go. And so we're like, well, we're just going to have to take this old fashioned packing crate in our front yard. And so we're in the front yard of our house. <laughs> I'm handcuffing my wife, tying her in the bag and put her in the trunk. And we're just in the front yard, like, I'm standing on top of this box, working on, like, escaping. And and our neighbors are just, like, looking, like, what in the world is going on? 
<laughs> and so th- these things are not as much in our house, but probably more than we realized. So then when our kids were like, you know, I, I think our boys were maybe mm-hmm. like five and three years old. We have some friends over at our house and our five and three year olds come out and they're tying each other up with this rope. And I don't know where they found it. I'm sure they got into our props because we do a different thing where Tisha gets tied up and she does this escape. And so they're tying each other up with this rope. And we tell them, boys, you cannot tie each other up like this. That is not okay. And my five-year-old says in front of these guests at our house, but dad, you do this to mom. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, hold on. Uh, (laughs) Let me give some context here. (laughs) So these things apparently do happen in our house, like, you know, enough that we think this is normal. And then you realize other people are around and this is not normal. We probably should maybe clarify to our kids. This is when this is okay. And this is when it's not okay. Because <laughs> so. you have handcuffs and ropes and all these props inside your house. Yeah. I could see why there's some questions when other kids come over to, to play with your kids. Yes. If they didn't yes. know daddy and mommy's profession. Oh my gosh. Awkward. That is so funny. Well, listeners, for more information about David and Tisha, please go to their website, davidandtisha.com. I've seen them multiple times now. They are fantastic. You can also go to their Facebook and Instagram pages at David and Tisha. They are phenomenal. I'd highly recommend that. Well, David and Tisha, thank you Thanks, guys. so very much. You actually made us cry laughing during a few of those stories. <laughs> this was fantastic. So thank you. Glad we could return the favor. Yeah. So it's great to talk with you guys. Thanks for making us laugh, you guys. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 